Welcome back to Travel Chats Podcast, everyone. It's the first episode of the year, and we're already in February. I know, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been a little while. We've been a... We haven't been neglecting travel. We've just been neglecting the travel community. (laughs) Unfortunately, but we still love you guys. I mean, we ask questions all the time because Mm -hmm. we've been trying to travel a lot more. But yeah, I think the last episode you did... Did you actually do it in Kenya? Uh, yeah, I yeah. did it in Kenya. Because I, I tried to get on, but obviously there was like technical difficulties. We were having a bit of a storm and there was a fire and like a massive bushfire thing going on. So yeah, there was a lot of difficulty that day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today anyway. Your time in Kenya, because you went there last year. When was it? It was so right near the end of September and I was there for quite some time. So I was working from there, but also... Mm had some like annual leave as well so yeah I think I was in total there for five weeks yeah so that was a bit of a kind of like not a last minute trip right because originally you were planning to go to America because you Mm -hmm. still haven't been and you know you had all of those kind of plans so what 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 happened like why did you decide to go to Kenya like what inspired that trip honestly I had a time booked off I was supposed to be going to see my friend Hannah and Marcus were getting married. They're married. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> they got married still. But the border rules during COVID, because like, obviously we're still in a pandemic, um, but no longer in a traffic light system. So the, the US actually put down harder rules mm. two weeks before or a few weeks before. And you, they were just unsure. And then the closer it got, I was like, yeah, I'm not. They're not. They're not opening the borders. I can't come to the wedding. But not only did I have, I think two weeks of annual leave booked off I had it approved that I could work from the US Mm. so at the time I was like nah fuck that I'm still going like I'm still going somewhere I'm gonna go work from somewhere I'm not missing the opportunity to work from a different country so I was still unsure I was looking at going to see a friend in Norway I was looking at hey how about I just do a few weeks from Airbnb in Croatia? Like, mm. there was so much planning going on. I was like, well, I don't know where to go. I don't know exactly where to go. And then five days before kind of my approved leave or approval for working abroad, the um, what was it the restrictions on going to Kenya were lifted. Mm. So I jumped on that straight away. Yeah. And, yeah, I booked the first chartered flight out to Kenya um it was full capacity not gonna lie it was a full capacity flight all my luggage went in the hold it was it was packed out and I remember going why is it so packed and I went ah oh, yeah it's the first flight they've had all year mm. so yeah. yeah no I think that's cool though isn't it I guess that's one thing out of like the pandemic because everybody's kind of working from home so it's yeah. good that your work allowed you the opportunity mm-hmm. um to do that like weren't you worried about the time differences or anything do you know what it was and I'm, I'm at a different place now but at the time I was I was quite grateful because it was fully it's a fully kind of online tech world mm. that that place I worked at was and so we had people that worked from different time zones already but nothing okay. extreme we did have one guy in the US mm. so I the time difference in Kenya is two hours so they're two hours ahead in Kenya, which okay. means like that's not it, that's not terrible. Is no, it, just, it was nice because yeah. for the first two hours of me working, like everyone switched off. I got so much shit done. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I could say that now, right? I wasn't like slacking off. I was literally just like, I've got so much done. No one's bothering me with emails in the nicest way possible. So it worked out really well. Yeah. Um, it's like working next to the pool and stuff, wasn't it? Like, uh, you're like one of those, um, you know, travel influencers oh that my you God. see that are like, oh yeah, work, work from anywhere. Yeah, it's hilarious oh, because I'm it's totally the, the opposite of me being like backpacking, real rough, da, 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 and now I'm sitting there. And I'm not going to lie, my Zoom calls, I take off the filtered background and just be like, hi. And they go, that's not a filter, is it? I'm like, nope. No, it's not. Real life. <laughs> hey, listen, I used to work from the pool, not just next to the pool. I would sit in the pool. But look, I think we're going, we're like jumping <laughs> so far ahead. But oh, it was so nice. Yeah. Oh my God. The day, yeah, the day to day, loved it. Yeah. But who like, so, because you didn't really backpack there though. So you went to no. work. Um, but you actually have family that live out there anyway, right? Yeah. So you so made family when you went. It made a bit easier. So my planning, like the, the you know, as um, like for f- clarity and transparency, I was able to just book that last minute flight and everything because I could guarantee, like I had guaranteed spaces to stay. Mm-hmm. And then I had people, because I have family there. So my family are from there. Um, and so I had that kind of cushioning where yeah. I wasn't worried that, oh, what if I pick something and the accommodation is going to ask me all these questions? Like, I don't have tips for this podcast. I don't have tips on accommodation in Kenya because, you know, I got to stay with my um, older cousin. He's like a brother to me. So I got to stay with him. Yeah, but that's kind of like what you were looking for regardless. So like we yeah. were saying, even if you were going to America, you kind of had people that you're going to stay with. Norway, yeah. you had somebody there that you I were to stay with. I find it nice because they're locals, right? Mm. And... Obviously, they they know the place. If I was going to the US, Hannah's husband, Marcus, he's from Texas. Mm. And when I'm going to Kenya, like, my family there are born and bred there. Like, they they know everything. So you get such a different experience and you get to meet different people. Mm. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't ever want to go stay in a resort. But you never know. Yeah. You never know. Planning, traveling during the pandemic. You never know. Yeah. So I guess what was that like traveling during the pandemic? Like, did you have to do a lot of paperwork? Did you have to sort out like, obviously you probably had to take COVID tests and stuff like that as well, right? Oh my God. (laughs) Was it stressful? I Did it put you off travel? (laughs) Genuinely, I'm literally going to say it was five days to prep for five weeks. Mm. It was like five days, five weeks. And I've never done something so last minute in my life. And then, you know, people be like, yeah, but you go traveling all the time. It's like, yeah, but I've never during a pandemic decided I'm going to move, basically move to another country because then I had to still pack everything. And because of the pandemic, I had to sort out, I think like, um, you know, I think like one, two, three, four, seven pieces of documents to get into Kenya. Mm. So... Because of the pandemic. So like you said, the PCR. So you have your you have your fit to fly test. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did mine in the local pharmacy. I paid extra. I did same day. I did a same day result. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do next day results. It's cheaper. You can go to so many different places. This is all, um, Seth, this is all late September, early October 2021, by the way. Yeah, so a lot of things have changed yeah. since then. But obviously like... Before exactly, because there's then, still a lot of paperwork exactly. to do regardless. And then you also have, so obviously this is still in effect, but your COVID pass, mm. you have to prove that you're double jabbed, in fact, like fully vaccinated to go into Kenya. Um, 
No, I'm just laughing with my COVID pass because I, I know the stress of it as yeah. well, isn't it? Because I travelled recently, but I didn't know that you had to like... I think I had to register my email or something to be able to download my international COVID pass and I hadn't done that yet. Ah. So there is a lot of steps to take into consideration. Yeah. And me being me, I'm a meticulous traveller, like I can't explain it. I love airports. Mm. I love being on a plane. Mm. Like I... I <laughs> yeah, like on my own, right? <laughs> mm. But I, I love this stuff. And the that's why I printed all my documents out mm-hmm. actually it was your aunt and your nan I bumped into them on the road <laughs> casual just casual chat for the listeners I bumped into them and they said to me and both of them separately were like print out your documents actually I think it was your aunt it was like print out your documents like print mm. them all out da, 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 da. and then I just went you know what? okay I will I wasn't going to I was just gonna have it all on um it's going to have it all on my like phone. Like digital and stuff, yeah. And then I thought, nah, you're going to Kenya. Like, obviously, all airports are fully equipped. But I was like, nah, I'm not I'm not risking shit. Mm. So, just so quickly, so it was a COVID pass. Um, and that's not your... It's not the it's not the little doc, the little stampy thing you get when you get injected. It's yeah, the actual to, NHS. App. Yeah, so they you either you download the app, but then you can also request a letter from the NHS. They post that mm. to you. My letter didn't come in time, so I had I printed out the. How long does app. that take to come then? Do you um, think- they say give you two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah, I think that's still the case. And with that one, I don't know if you know, but I'll just ask you if you do know, because you might. Um, does that one have a, like an expiry date? Because you know, like I think the COVID pass on the app is only yeah. like 30 days. Do you know if the letter no. expires? At the time it didn't, mm. but I don't know whether like new rule enforcement. So since then I've also had, a, I've also had a booster. Okay. So you so, need to get a new yeah, letter. Yeah, I would need to get a yeah. new one. Um, but I'm not too sure on the finer details. Mm. So yeah, it was the COVID pass, the fit to fly test, um, printing those documents out. And then it's the visa. So getting obviously Kenya, getting a visa for Kenya, um, yeah. which is easy. It takes two seconds, evisa.co.ke, if I'm correct, I might be wrong. Travel insurance. Now, hadn't traveled in a while and you know this, I am terrible with my, I'm not going to go into how terrible I am with insurance, but I got insurance for Kenya because it's COVID. I paid £145 for five weeks in Kenya to cover me for COVID. Ah, uh, this is why you should buy travel insurance I, for listen. the year. <laughs> I tell this girl all the time. Honestly. Last um, minute travel insurance. Well, yeah. What do um, you think? Because the amount that you travel I with. know, but... To, yeah, I don't even have any solid excuses. Yeah, so travel insurance, of course. Yeah, and it was to cover kind of COVID costs and specific clauses around it. Mm. Um, and so I paid that extra. Probably didn't need to, but hey-ho, the shit you do when you have five days to yeah. pack everything. Say your goodbyes, but I was going away for a while, and I was like, oh, I need to say, like, see people, and da-da-da. And I know five weeks is not that long, so I didn't actually stay by mm. some many people, but it was just that shit, I've got so much to do, and you're waiting around for things. Like, your visa doesn't get approved like that. Mine still took... I still had to do, like, do it all... It, um, fill it all out. But with the visa for Kenya as well, you also need to have... You need to fill out a form for the Ken- uh, Kenya Ministry of Health. So you have to have a QR code for them for you to enter. It's you declaring that you don't have symptoms, blah, blah. Mm. And then you also have, have to have a letter of invitation by a host to get your visa to show your accommodation because I didn't book accommodation. I need to prove that I was, I'm allowed to stay somewhere in Kenya. Now, is that usual or is that 
just new because of the pandemic. It's usual. So that's usual. Okay. So I guess that's it's kind of like even when you go to America and stuff, you need to like <clears throat> say where you're staying mm. because like you know, like they need to know like, where to find yeah, you. Yeah, or maybe. accommodation or like if I you're staying with a friend. It must be for a lot of places. Mm. But there's some places that it's new for. So for example, like just a quick side thing, I'm planning a trip to Italy. Mm. And on there, I need to say where I'm staying. I've never had to do that before. Mm. Also, I don't know whether that's post-Brexit. Like, this is Brexit, right? We've exited. Oh, yeah. Well, there's that. So, well, there's all of those yeah. things as well taken into <laughs> Every, consideration. Everything being it? taken so. into consideration. Another thing I did, just as a quick thing, I um, I print, I got the NHS, to, I got my doctor's surgery to send me a list of all my vaccinations in mm. my lifetime. Mm. I took that with me because I've had the yellow fever jab and I don't yeah. need the yellow fever jab to go to Nairobi from England but they have their own restrictions for local things. So I was like, I need to just, you know, just that you're nervous around everything now. So I was like, right, I'm going to, I'm just going to have everything in order. In the order, I assumed they'd asked to see the documents. It made life so much easier. I got to kind of just show it and go. Whereas there were a few people trying to get on their phones and, mm. you know. Well, you never know, like, I mean, obviously, there was no you get Wi-Fi internet. There. In most places and stuff now. Yeah. But like you said, you never know if there's going to be Wi-Fi or what you're going to mm-hmm. be like stuck with when you get somewhere. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's probably a good idea, like you're saying, just yeah. to print everything out, just to have it handy. It Especially with the amount of documents time. that you need to have, though, as well, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So What I will say, though, it's like I'm at the airport. Before I even got to the airport in Kenya, I can't even explain. Like, being in an airport after so long, I was happy I had this like I can't like this kind of sparky feeling I just I felt right I was like I feel at home I feel Mm. good I'm gonna walk around duty free I was emotional I got on the plane and I was like oh my god I'm on a plane Mm. and it felt great yeah I just can't even lift off oh my heart's soaring yeah so all of that stuff didn't you put you off the experience no (laughs) <laughs> and uh, do you know what? And that's what I was going to say. It was worth it. But yeah. also mine was really stressful because it was five days. And to go, and it wasn't Europe. I'm not going a few hours away. It was a nine hour mm. flight, which is to me, it's fine. I've done those flights plenty of times in my life to go to Kenya and India and further. But yeah. no, it did not put me off. Um, I think it just all takes planning, isn't it? Like I, I know you said you did it in five days, which yeah. was quite a short amount of time but is that just planning of making sure you actually just have all the documents you need yeah. and looking at like the government websites and stuff did, did you like look at the government oh websites yeah so the, um, like was it gov.co.uk is really useful for travel yeah. guidance um for citizens and for actually people abroad or for um different countries so if i want to go from for example france to italy i'm on the i'm on the uk government website so mm. that was quite useful um yeah, yeah and i guess it's important isn't it to like I mean, even now, everything's changing all the time. So just staying up to date with, like, what you need, what's happening, like, yeah. what's going on. No one just, uh, Things change, like, 100%. Things just change overnight. Hopefully not anymore. Mm. You know, if we're talking present day, present day is, I think, like, we're in the UK, we don't have that many restrictions where mm. we can go places, like, you know, but there's, you never know. Yeah, and in other countries, though, it's always Yeah, you don't know, like, here we're fine, but actually... You know, if I wanted to go to Italy, I would need to get to travel nationally within Italy from one place to another. I would then have to get a green pass 
just something random like that. Mm. And also, it, it's about how you feel when you're in another country. Like, when I was in Kenya, I didn't go to Mombasa, which is a beach town. I could have gotten a train there. And I was like, no way in hell am I sitting on a train for, like, five to six hours in a country I don't know without, like, data and Wi-Fi. I never actually got a SIM card. I don't I don't ask me. I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. Um, I was quite restricted in my movement to places, so... Mm. There was a curfew as well. So there's no way in hell I'm getting like, I'm going crazy seeing all these places, um, mm. which says a lot for someone like me because I would normally. But also to do that, I don't know if I needed another pass. I need, I would need a letter. Mm. Like, I, I don't understand. I, there was just too much in there that I tried, I wanted my trip to be as easy as possible as well. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess it made it easier because you were staying with family and yeah. stuff. But then also like, you did have to work. So again, you are limited. You're not so much yeah. traveling. It's more like, I guess a working holiday, you would call it, isn't it? Because yeah. you're, you're on holiday, but you're kind of like working. But it's but, different as well, right? Yeah. Because you're not working how, you would say a working holiday in Australia is you're fully immersed mm. in their world. Whereas this wasn't. I was very much like, you're isolated, right? All day, mm. you're working on your laptop. You're not chatting to any Kenyans. You're kind mm. of just doing your own thing. And then at the end of the day, like, I mean, I did talk to the people that worked in the house, like, um, you know, all the employees, like my, my cousin's employees, I mm. like, were able to chat to them, but I wasn't... But again, yeah. but that's like, I mean, we can compare, but then equally, like, you wouldn't know what it was like being in Australia in the pandemic unless you're there. Like, we've spoken a bit about yeah. that before. Do you know, so equally, if you went to work then, you're working online. Things have changed Actually, because of the pandemic, not just because of, like, a different working holiday visa. Because it's not necessarily, like, you know, you got a working holiday visa to work in Kenya. Yeah. We call it, like, a working holiday just because you were on holiday and you are uh-huh. working in a sense. So there's that kind of, like, aspect to it, isn't it? That is, is it pandemic or is it... Again, I mean, it's just different everywhere that you go, yeah. isn't it? But, yeah. So did you... When you were there, though, did you manage to work okay? Like you said, the time difference wasn't the issue... Everything else was fine. Did you have enough like Wi-Fi connection? Honestly, well, my <laughs> my cousin runs a. Uh, is it what's it called? Duma? Like no, I don't remember. Which is terrible because they're my family. Um, they I think it's Duma. They have they have a network, so okay. they they run um. Like in like an internet company basically okay. that installs internet. So that so, made life easier. Then. Yeah. The only thing is, right? His house is massive. He had five or six different internet ports around the house. So if I wanted to move around the house, like on my phone, it doesn't automatically connect to the different, um, oh. like the Ethernet. So I was like, what is this? <laughs> but obviously, pick and choose your battles. It was a massive house. Like I had the, mm. I had luxury to like just go from any spot in the house and. Actually, um, his employees did say to me, they were like, so he has a chef and the chef would make a comment to me all the time. Just be like, you're never in the same place. Because I wasn't. I was never in the same place. They're like, why do you move to different places? I'm like, I just, I'm just making the most of this massive house. <laughs> Dusting it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nice. the, I was quite lucky in terms of working. The hours didn't make, a difference to me at all the only thing I found is that it kind of sometimes worked a little bit later mm. just by half an hour or an hour because then I'm trying to do something with my colleagues but I tried to reinforce that I'd stop in time yeah but yeah they were they were fine with it I don't think it affected them at all me working those extra two 
hours earlier because mm. by the time they logged on other than the fact that they had like lots of work done and me being me asking loads of questions other than that they were fine um yeah. and i think that is the beauty of the internet and being able to you know travel and actually you can diversify your employees like mm. in terms of just the globe like the global aspect of different countries they work in and then the different learnings they've taken from all those countries and then bringing that to the workplace although I'm British and the workplace was British so that's a bit different yeah. but <laughs> no it was quite nice and then obviously my cousin had a chef so I didn't cook so it meant I had breakfast lunch dinner and any snacks just ready for me which is Maybe I was in a resort. This I is don't... why I say working holiday. You are on holiday. You're yeah, this is not. I, I, don't, I don't think this is a working holiday. This was me just on holiday. <laughs> this is the equivalent of me being at a resort. Mm. Right? Because I had like omelettes. He made such good omelettes. Ike, Felix, Felix, he deserves a shout mm. out because he was just brilliant. Um, yeah. And I would forget, like normally in life, I'd forget to eat, right? Or I just not forget, but I, just, I don't have time. He'll just come up to me like, breakfast, like lunch. Like I'm like, yes, okay. And then he'd be like, what do you want? <laughs> Which is so hard to get used to. And I think the week I got used, actually, I think, tell a lie. I didn't get used to it. I felt, I'd, I can't explain it. Like I know he's an employee, but I felt so uncomfortable being like, can you cook me this today? And mm. I think I've ever had like, I don't know, a house to myself where I could just be like, Okay, please cook the dinner. But obviously, it's his job. He loves cooking. So yeah. he'd come up to me and be like, what am I making? <laughs> so besides from you living your best life and having a chef all the time. <laughs> um, didn't do my washing either. <laughs> I'm just saying, didn't do my bed. <laughs> yeah, <come on. laughs> so besides from you living your best life and having somebody cook for you, did you go out to eat? Like, what's Kenyan food like? Honestly, or, did, or because of like curfews and stuff, like was going out and yeah, doing so that kind of things a bit more difficult. Yeah, there was a curfew. Yeah, so it was a 10 p.m. curfew. You had to be in your house by 10 p.m. because of COVID. It was a curfew they had for about a year. Mm-hmm. Like they or six months. I can't. Um, don't quote me on that. But it was a very long time. So they were so used to it. Which yeah. brings me to my point. My first day, my cousin. So Kirit basically says. Oh, like, my friends are going out. We're going to go for lunch. Like, we went to a place called The Alchemist. I'm in Nairobi, by the way. This is Kenya. I'm in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And when we're in Nairobi, so it's a place called The Alchemist. Is it the same as one? No, okay. Different. but, like, okay. wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's during the day. So we have some lunch. Da, 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 and he introduces me to some of his friends. My mm. nephew's there, too. So my nephew is much younger. Um, so he couldn't be out there for too long. And then, I mean, it's probably, like, late afternoon they start an outdoor kind of nightclub <laughs> it was popping like it was crazy it was, there was um a performer and then there was there were people just kind of dancing around the drinks are going I forgot the time mm. like I forgot what time it was and so he then ditches me by the way just leaves just goes just disappears and I think that probably says a lot about what he thinks about me being able to travel and take care of myself. He just ditched me and mm. left me. I don't have phone. I don't have Wi-Fi. He probably just went, she's with my mates. She'll find her way back. And I was like, brilliant. So that first night was epic because it was just wild. People were dancing. I danced. Bear in mind, like, I just came from the UK and I hadn't been to a single party. 
mm-hmm. like because of the pandemic I hadn't been out I hadn't been to a club I had I hadn't actually done that much I did so much in five weeks in Kenya yeah but that night um so yeah how did you get home though I feel like if this was a court of law, that would be a very leading question. I drove home. (laughs) Because other people were drunk. There was no way of getting home. And I didn't want, like, a drunk person to drive me home, right? Mm. So I drove. I drove in Kenya. I drove on the streets of Kenya. And I... Did you hire a car? Did you borrow a car? Um, I refused to answer. Okay. But you drove. Yeah, I'm going to instate my Fifth Amendment rights. I'm not in the US, but I am watching a TV show about lawyers. Anyway, <laughs> I drove people home, but that wasn't the first time I drove. I actually drove again because um, my family are into rally driving, mm. as you would have known from the episode, speaking of UV. So mm. we don't even have to touch upon that because that was brilliant and fully covered. But um, yeah, I drove and it was great. It was such a thrill because you had to beat curfew. Curfew is 10 p.m., Danielle. You had to beat it. But we, yeah, it was just brilliant. Um, Also, food-wise, there's an area, like, their food is amazing. The meat, the meat there is incredible. Mm -hmm. Actually, my favourite meal was sitting in my cousin's backyard um, next to the pool. And his jacuzzi. He's got a lot in the backyard. Anyway, um, the... Favourite meal. There's a... outdoor kind of cooking called Kuroga mm-hmm. and when you're having a Kuroga it's a Kenyan thing you're basically outdoors it's, it's like this atmosphere that brings people together and it's called it's stirring mm. so you're just stirring the food and Kirit made the best prawns I've ever had in my life mm. and I am gutted because obviously he's there I'm here I'm not going to get that on a daily basis am I but yeah so the food um, and the chef was amazing so he it, it, it's more in Kenya I think it, it doesn't matter where you're eating it's more about the spices mm-hmm. they're using with the meat mm-hmm. that was out of this world there were a few other places that you know we did go out to eat um, unfortunately I can't remember the name and there was this I had the best shawarma mm-hmm. and it was delicious what's a shawarma? it's like lamb it's mm-hmm. kind of pulled lamb a bit like a kebab but not a kebab and I think anyone that hears me say that will probably kill me I think shawarmas <laughs> are Greek or Middle Eastern, I don't mm. know. Um, but I know they taste great and all a bit spicy. Had a bit of mayo, probably shouldn't have had it. But it was tasty. Um, mm. And then other, like, I just ate a lot with Felix cooking for me. Yeah. In all honesty. So that's like kind of like your food highlights and stuff, which sounds delicious, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, what about other things that you did? So you talked a bit about work, you talked a bit about food. Did you get a chance to explore? And if so, what were your kind of highlights of Kenya? Like, what would you tell people to go and see? So I 100% got to explore. And I think the joy of being able to hang out with Kenyans is that you're doing random stuff. So Mm. I went to see my nephew and my niece, Ayubi and Kiana, doing rally races. And we went to Nanyuki, Mm -hmm. which is really well known for motocross. Um, I love Nanyuki, but also I can't really tell you much. We're just kind of standing there watching them. We were just standing there watching them. And the other aspect of that is, like, there's loads of... These, are, like, random... These are places that are far away from Nairobi. Mm. So that took half... That's, like, half a day's drive. We were there for the weekend. Really enjoyed it. Went out in the night. Had some really good food. Can't tell you where we went and what we did. <laughs> like, you know, honestly, sorry. Brought nothing with me to that. <laughs> to this podcast. But, like, 
the other place I really enjoyed, um, we went to Lake Navasha. Mm-hmm. So Navasha is, it's got a lakeside there. It's also got mountains. And so my cousin has a lake house, um, which is not next to the lake, by the way. I always imagine a lake house to be on the lake. Not true. Mm-hmm. It's a bit further out. It's on a hill. You can see, see the lake. lake. <laughs> you can see yeah. the lake and you can see the mountains. And that was beautiful. And even there with the food, the food's all kind of, they actually had their chefs come with us. Mm. and so it was him his friends the chefs it was just lovely the food's all there no one's there wasn't a lot of there is an eating out culture but actually there's such a come to my house culture and I don't know whether that's because my cousin Mm. is like that and he's hospitable but it's it's just such a beautiful way of living there so yeah Lake Navasha um and I went on the quad bikes there because my niece and nephew used to have quad bikes um Broke a nail, didn't do well. African quad bikes. When I was younger, I have rolled one and nearly died from it. So I was like a bit nervous going, oh, I really shouldn't be doing this. Welcome to my world. (laughs) Almost dying when traveling. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. It's great to be here. (laughs) You're still here. That's the main thing. I know, that is the main thing. Um, And when you drive drive out further from Nairobi, you always go past the Great Great Rift Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a story about the Great Rift Valley where my, I'm not going to go into it too much because I talked about it with Yubi, my uncle, it's actually a really sad story. So he was driving past Kirit's dad, flipped his car. It's like a canyon, the mm. Great Rift Valley. It's, it's huge. And he flipped his car, they rolled all the way down. Unfortunately, all his friends died. He survived. Um, and so whenever we go past it, I'm always like, oh, it's so beautiful. And in, in turning, I'm like, oh my god oh my god okay five more minutes we'll get past it like oh it's, it's, it's i could never look at it the same again because yeah. it's gorgeous but you can see it's got tape around it it's got all this stuff like it tells you and when we go past it on the way back there were just these gorillas like begging for money or food they were just i think they were gorillas or orangutans orangutans mm. i was like what are they begging for and you went food and i'm like but they just it was like they were just standing on the side looking all cute slash potentially dangerous i don't know wild just like with their hands out mm. paws out I don't know what you call them hands like it was crazy um the Great Rift Valley so but that's a drive through so you drive past it looks beautiful and then you've got so in Nairobi there's a place called Karula Forest so I mm-hmm. went for a lovely walk with Kiana and my niece she took me on a day out it was lovely she planned the whole thing and honestly I forgot how old she is because I was like, yeah, let's do the long track. Oh, my God, that poor girl. She was so tired. How long's the long track? Well, I thought it would be an hour. But we were there for ages. And that point, we had to go back. So we ended up, they have a really nice restaurant, cafe mm. there. So we ended up at the cafe. And I went, yeah, we need, so you have drivers in Kenya. You don't drive yourself. Mm. I don't drive myself there. Um, so we had to get the drivers to come pick us up to the, take us to the car park. Because I was like, there's no way she could do the walk back. Yeah. Um, but the Karula Forest is lovely. They have a waterfall there. It was really gorgeous. Amazing. Yeah, so nice. Um, and yeah, I didn't, like, I think those are the main spots. And then I went to the Kenya National Park for like a day mm-hmm. trip. It's nearby. And that was really nice. So that yeah. was seeing all the animals. Um, yeah. So it was a lot of local activity mm. rather than, and like random places like Lake Navasha and Nainuki. You wouldn't really get those on a tour guide. Yeah, yeah, kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, so when you went to the uh, national park, though, like, what kind of things is there to do there? You said there's animals and stuff. Oh, or... my God, yeah. So it's a safari. Okay. Um, and you're, so you're doing a safari. We were with 
um, a family friend. So Wayne took us and it was incredible because they, the whole journey there, they said, yeah, we never really see anything. I was also with my other cousins and they're like, we don't really see things when we're in a safari, blah, 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 in Kenya National Park. We saw everything. Oh my God, everything bar a cheetah. So we saw elephant. Did we see an elephant? No, we didn't. We did not <laughs> we see an elephant. Everything. We <laughs> did not see an elephant. <laughs> Giraffes, lions. We, sh- we saw them doing it, having a kill. So you're watching the predators and you want to see a kill, right? And you'll eat that. That's the thing. That's when you go on a safari, that is what you want to see. Is it? It is. <laughs> you just want to see the animals. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. But you. But then they're, they're in the natural habitat. They're, yeah, they're, they are obviously predators, preying. But then you can also see how smart the other animals are. Like the gazelles, man, they run with their little twiggy legs. Just like real life Blue Planet, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Blue Planet? I don't know. But if you, if you watch Lion King... It's the Lion King. And that's, yeah. it's a real life Lion King, basically, other than they don't talk, but they do roar. Mm. Um, so yeah, lions, giraffes, not cheetah. I've saw leopards, so many leopards. And they're called the, I think there's a name for them, like the big five. There's a name for them we discussed in UV's episode. Um, absolutely great. Loved it. And then my favourite part was when we were leaving... You, oh no not even that but you're actually talking to other drivers like other people in jeeps because you're like oh the kill's there oh the kill's there i saw hippos as well hippos are deadly i saw them too and yeah it was great but my favorite part was the sun was setting and we're like driving out of the park really like at full speed and it was just a moment of ah oh, i'm in another country this is beautiful there's some giraffes with like really long legs like mm. legs heads necks <laughs> That I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I had a brilliant time. Yeah. The National Park is amazing. Um, I'd never actually been there before, which is, I don't think, because mm. I've been to Kenya a few times. But yeah, probably the trip I remember the most because I'm an adult now. <laughs> yeah, and more I mean doing something new, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, which is always good. But yeah, okay. And then, so in terms of like coming back, was it easy to come back? Was there many restrictions or... Yeah, so coming back, I had to do a last-minute trip, unfortunately. Um, And so I booked a ticket on the day. And so that meant that my original ticket, basically, in total, cost me over Mm £1,000. And I will say it's the most money I've ever spent for the shittest seat I've ever had on a flight. Like, I still have neck pain and headaches, and I actually think it's from that flight. But it was a night flight. Yeah. So I hadn't like I hadn't slept. It was a family emergency. I hadn't slept the night before, which means on that day I hadn't slept. Mm. And then I did a night flight. But in terms of like flying, did you need to do any like PCR tests yeah, before so you came back or like? It was a confusion between countries, right? Because I was adamant. I was like, I don't need a PCR test to get into England. Mm. I don't need to do. I need to book one for my. It's a day two test. You have to when book a day two test before you leave the country you're in and then give evidence of mm. like a reference code that you've booked it. So when you get home, you do it, right? Sometimes you can't do it though because it doesn't work. Anyway, so the... But my cousins said, no, you need a PCR test. So I was like, fine, I'll spend more money. So we did mm. an, like a last minute PCR test. They sorted it all out. It just, it was real quick, didn't cost too much. Got it done. And then that same day result came four hours later. And that was the nervous part, right? Mm. I 
I did it that day and I was like, I was pretty, I was like 99% sure I don't have COVID. Yeah, yeah. But I need that test to stay positive. And the minute it did, I could then go and fill in the rest of my details. You need that test to stay negative. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I need to stay positive because I want to stay in Kenya some more time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please stay positive. (laughs) No, it was negative. And when I was, so to do everything else, to come back to England... You need the PCR result first, mm. and then you do your locator form, and then you fill. Then you can go and get your day two test. Like everything was like that. So yeah. my planning to come back to the UK was actually even like more, like even harder than going to Kenya yeah. because it was all in in the space of about twelve, like six hours. Yeah, it was nerve wracking. Um, but. To tell you all, I was right. I did not need a PCR test to get back into England. But I'm just saying I was right. But yeah. I'm happy I had it. Yeah, safe, you, safer yeah, exactly. to do it than, like, not And to also, it, I, I want to know that I don't have COVID, yeah, right? so you're not spreading it to exactly. other people and stuff as well, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. But yeah, I think, I guess, even though it was a short time period, like, going out there and even coming back even shorter, yeah. it's still possible. Like, there may be a lot of stuff to do, but it's possible to It's do. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I would say that hands down, if I could do that trip again, I still would and I wouldn't change anything about the trip itself and the things I did when I was there because it was great. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> I hope you're ready for the fire rounds. Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you shared all these great things. Okay, so. right. Right. You ready? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Deep breaths. <sighs> yeah, go. <laughs> Working holiday or traveling? Traveling. Oh, no. Working holiday. Safari or beach town? Saf- Safari. Swimming pool or sea? Sea. Staying with locals or staying in a hostel? Locals. Late nights out or early mornings exploring? Early mornings exploring. Nice. Yeah. Oh, they, they were a bit hard. I was thinking, dude, those, I was thinking Kenya specific when I was answering those. Because yeah. if we, if you said Australia, I'd be like, beach, beach, like beach. <laughs> Why would I not be on the beach? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, I think I probably asked you the same with locals and staying in a hostel before. But yeah, I think. No, I think that's different. No, I think this is different because staying with locals and staying in a hostel they're two things that I would I would happily do mm. both. So then it was like, a, oh, which one of those would I do more? Yeah. And I was like, oh, locals, right? Right? Yeah, I don't know. I like that local feel, isn't yeah. it? Okay. And then the last thing, what is your travel hack? Okay, guys, I'm going to sound well boring. Um, print out all your documents. This is a very relevant <laughs> trending hack. Print out your travel documents because mm. at the end of the day... Just having everything, it just gives you that security. You're not relying on the like tech, like tech technology when you're trying to get in a different country without knowing Swahili in Kenya. Like, come on, you wanna you wanna guarantee and feel confident that you've got everything in check. And if you're like me, just find out the order you need to have all your documents in, and that's nice and easy. I had it in a nice like a nice little clear file as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hack. I don't think that's a good hack, though, isn't it? Because, like you said, it's very relevant to the mm-hmm. times now. And it just takes away, le- like, some of that stress. Because it's already stressful trying to do all those things. So, at least yeah. you have it all there in a hard copy in case you need it as well. Exactly. 
Cool. Well, thanks so much for talking to us about Kenya. <laughs> Thank I hope, you. <laughs> I hope you guys found some really interesting things on there and that you heard Artie's travel hacks. Um, but yeah, we will catch up with you again soon. Yeah, amazing. Thank you for listening.